Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Scotty Sattler was the man who laid it, and he's the man that joins us each and every week to talk NRL. Sats, hello, mate. You're very kind, Sammy. How are you? Uh, look, how could I be any better when I'm uh, getting to have a chat to you about the biggest game of rugby league for the year and in a grand final that I think would be just a dream come true for the hierarchy at the NRL. They've had the old Queensland final a few years ago when the Cowboys beat the Broncos just to look after Queensland heartland and now out west in the west of Sydney, the biggest junior participation, I think, in the country is all out there. They've got Penrith and Parramatta for the first time in NRL history, which is amazing in and of itself. It is. It is. And it is the perfect scenario, I think, Sammy, because even if it would have been um, the South City Rabbitohs and the Parramatta Eels, uh, it would have been exactly the same response because two massive supporter bases, but the Battle of the West, the phrase that everyone... Uh, seems to use this week, and you are right. It's the first time they've faced, faced each other, and funnily enough, they both play a really exciting brand of rugby league, a real unpredictable brand of rugby league, and that's what we love in a game that can be so, I suppose, so tainted with, with rules and regulations and, and teams that just want to play um, a boring style of rugby league, but these two teams are far from that, and that, that's why I think on Sunday we've We've potentially got one of the most exciting grand finals we've seen in in uh, in history. So let's speak about it from the Penrith point of view first. Sats, uh, your old mob, and you got a couple of those, but this primarily. Um, th- th- this is a team that has played in the last two grand finals. They've won one of them. They're the reigning premiers. They have had, with all due respect, they have breezed through the back half of the year and finals. Uh, weren't troubled by the Eels really. The scoreline maybe flattered them a little bit, but they got through pretty well unscathed in week one of the finals. They were too good for the Rabbitohs comfortably uh, in the prelim. Uh, and now they just come in cherry ripe. They've got three players named in the Dally M team of the year. It all just seems to be um, falling into place very nicely. But that can sometimes leave you a little nervous, can't it? Yeah, with three grand finals in a row, I think they're obviously going to be better placed than most sides and be able to handle the week a lot better than what, you know, what, the Parramatta Eels, and that's what you'd think on the face of it, but it's it's actually not the case. Sammy, it doesn't matter how many grand finals you're playing, you're still nervous, and and this is different because the first grand final Penrith played in, they were beaten by Melbourne, it was played at Acor Stadium at Homebush where they're playing this one. It was a restricted crowd, and Penrith were beaten by a much-experienced Melbourne and a Kim Smith at Melbourne. You fast-forward to 2020, and they win the premiership, at Suncorp Stadium in front of, again, a reduced, reduced crowd. And this year, it's the first grand final they're playing in front of full capacity. And there is a huge expectation on them to you know, to go back-to-back. Now, all the science says that they should. Parramatta, funnily enough, in that first round, Sammy, if you can remember, 
Penrith are leading 13 points to eight, and Mitchell Moses is knocked clean out trying to tackle Viliami Kikau, I think it was. And he doesn't take any part in the game. And they're beating, beaten comprehensively. So Parramatta right in that game until Mitchell Moses goes off. So I've got to say, if any team has Penrith a little bit nervous, it's Parramatta. So that's why it's the, the perfect matchup. But if, Param- if Penrith play to their, you know, their worst game as a team is probably seven and a half out of ten. Whereas Parramatta's worst as a team can be a four or five out of ten. So that's the battle that Parramatta have got to try and get over. The other battle, Scotty Sattler, is they've, they've been up for a while now, Parramatta. I mean, yes, you know, they've had the finals and they've won their way through after, after losing in week one. But let's not forget, in the last game of the year, to, to, to lock in that top four spot, they had to get over the top of the storm. Um, and, and that is a final in and of itself, no matter what time of the year it's played. So they've had to really do it hard to get to this point. Have they still got petrol tickets left in your mind? I think they do. Um, you know, they've got a nine-day turnaround from the game against the Cowboys in Townsville. Mm. You know, high humidity, up around 83%. It was 26 degrees. That takes a lot out of you physically, but they had those extra couple of days to recover. So, you know, they'll be primed and ready. The adrenaline of playing in a grand final, um, many would say probably they played their grand final against, against the Cowboys, and there's probably an argument to that, but we won't know that until we see how... You know, how much energy how much energy they've got in, their, in everything they do on Sunday night. So have they been up for a long time? Yeah, they have been. It's, and they've won some really crucial games. But the way they found a way to win against the Cowboys, I haven't seen the, the Parramatta Eels do that consistently. And, and they found something, some real courage amongst their playing group to be able to dig really deep and find something special to win that game in Townsville. And I like straight after the game, Sammy, what tells me that Parramatta are going to handle this week okay, is Brad Arthur, open and honest, after the game went in, he said, I've got no idea what to expect this weekend. I've, I've never been here before. And then he didn't try and fake it till he made it, Brad Arthur. But then you had Clint Gutherson when they said, you know, you got a grand final next week. And he said, I'm not going to think about that yet. We're going to get on the plane. We're going to drive home. We're going to have a few beers together and celebrate this win. And that's important. You've got to celebrate your wins because teams in the past have bottled themselves up for seven days and the media hasn't seen them. They've appeared only at the NRL functions, like the NRL breakfast, and basically they sit in a cocoon for seven days and you play the game before you get there. So I like the way that Parramatta have got this free and easy attitude towards this game. Um, do you feel like, Sats, that there's... When, you, when you're playing three grand finals in a row, and, and we've seen some um, legacy, we've seen some um, dynasty teams quite often, uh, regularly in AFL during the AFL era, from the Lions in the early 2000s when, when the Cats won three in five years, when Hawthorne went three, out of four, uh, three in a row and, and three in four grand final appearances in a row. Richmond um, have won three in four years. When you start, you don't see it as much in the NRL, but when you see a team that could be in that dynasty phase, do you feel like there's a bit more pressure on Penrith? Will they be feeling that there's history there for them? And if they claim it, then they get spoken about as one of the great teams of the modern era. If they don't win it, then, and they can't get back there for a while, then are they the underachievers? Like, there's, there's a bit on it, isn't there? 
Yeah, there is. It's a really good point you're making. You think about dynasties, and to not win a grand final doesn't mean that you're, you're forming something special. To make a grand final is difficult. So first and foremost, if they're playing three and win one um, after Sunday, you know, it's still something really special. But you start looking at your sides, you know, like your Brisbane's from 1992 through to 2000, you know, nine years, five premierships. And then you, know, you had Parramatta in the early 80s who played in, you know, in six years, they, they had four premierships. You know, that, that's when you start thinking about dynasties. And you go all the way back to the 50s and 60s when the St. George Dragons played in 11 straight and won 11 straight grand finals. We'll yes. never see that ever again. No, but, gonna... you know, if they win on Sunday night, yeah, you start thinking about yeah, how special is this club going to be and, and how long can they continue to go for because you got to remember their second-grade sides in the grand final on Sunday. Their under-21 side won the grand final, and their under-19s won the grand final back in back in April, May, June. So, you know, they've got a pretty good pathway. But then you look at the, the great Roosters sides from 2000. They played in the grand final, lost to Brisbane. They won in 2002. They got beaten in 2003. They got beaten in 2004. And, you know didn't get back there until 2010. So, you know, Penrith is sitting right on the precipice at the moment about, you know, whether they're going to be a team that is going to be thought of of the great Brisbane Broncos sides and the Parramatta sides if they win on Sunday night, or are they another Roosters side that can make grand finals but can't really convert them? Yeah, it's, that's the big what if, isn't it? And, and and for the Eels fans, I mean, they haven't been in a grand final since 2009. And the last one they won, I think you mentioned 1986. So they have been starved uh, of this time of the year action. Um, where do you think is the biggest threat to Penrith from the Eels? Sats? Uh, second phase play. So to the AFL listeners, their second phase play is when a a person runs into the tackle is able to, in that in that wrestle, is able to offload the ball back before they have to play it. And then, you, you know, it's play on. That's unpredictability. It's it's something that I think the Panthers could possibly struggle with. You, you can't try and beat Penrith at their own game. You just can't do it. So you've got to be unpredictable. And I think out of all the sides, Parramatta are one of the most unpredictable. They play a freestyle rugby league. At times, it's high risk. It's going to be raining. So they've got to be a little bit more controlled, but unpredictability is what is what will beat Penrith, and Parramatta have the ability to do that. And for Par- and for Penrith, who holds the keys? Do you think in their hand? As I said, they had three players named in the Dally M Team of the Year. Um, Nathan Cleary, who only played the sixteen games this year, Sats, but has had those week off rests, so he should come in cherry ripe. Um, who, who do you think holds the keys to going back to back for the Panthers? Yeah, well, it's no doubt the current Clive Churchill medalist, which is Nathan Cleary. Um, his kicking game, you know, the, the way that he just he dissects the game on the run. Um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Sammy, really they rattled his cage a little bit last week, and I think Parramatta will do the same. But the most important ones to me is the two front rowers, Moses Leota and, and James Fisher-Harris. Uh, if they are dominated by... Parramatta's front row, two big men, Junior Barlow and and Regan Campbell-Gillard. If, if they're dominated by those two front rowers, uh, it could be a long night for Penrith and, and Parramatta have the ability to taste blood really early. So the two front rowers, if Nathan's going to ice the game, the two front rowers have got to, they've got to stand up. I've got no doubt they will, but they've really got to stand up and welcome the challenge. 
Um, we look forward to listening to it on SEN League. Uh, yourself, Joel Kane, Tim Manor, who's going to join me in about 15 minutes, uh, Brett Kamali as well. Sat, so I've got three. This is, I want you to answer these three all at once. So give me the margin of why you think, okay. how much you think Penrith's going to win by. Who will be the Clive Churchill medalist? And who will be the person that provides the Scott Sattler moment? Who's going to have the game-defining moment? <laughs> Okay, um, I'm going to say Penrith win. I think they win from 1 to 12. Yep. I think they might win something like 26-14. Yes. And I don't think they'll ice it until the last seven or eight minutes. I think the uh, Clive Churchill medalist will be Isaiah Yo, the number 13. And I think the man that will come up with the uh, the big moment and some big play that may turn the game will be their fullback, Dylan, Dylan Edwards. Beautiful, beautiful. I love your work, mate. I can't wait to hear the call. Uh, fantastic call team that's assembled. Um, nice representation from you from the Penrith side of things and uh, and Timmy Manor uh, from the Parramatta side of the equation. And then just someone to balance you out in the middle, uh, Brett Kamali. Because I think, did Joel, because Joel Kane, he played a, a, a handful of first grade games, didn't he? And I think it was for Parramatta, wasn't it? He played a lot of first grade games, Timmy. Actually, in year 2000, Joel Kane, who I think is one of the, the real. Yeah, you know, the, the top line rugby league callers now. He, he was the point scorer of the year in 2000. Had a phenomenal year. Yeah, very good fullback winger. Geez, I've really undersold him, haven't I? <laughs> you have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> Don't tell him. He's a good man. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Our secret. Our secret. Hey, um, Sats, you've been so generous with your time uh, all throughout the year, mate. Um, we might even have another chat to you, depending on how things go on Sunday. But I uh, can't wait for this one. It's um, going to be absolutely heaving. Um, at uh, uh, what's, What do they call the stadium now where they play it? What are they going with? It's got a new name, doesn't it? Uh, Arcor. Arcor. That's it's what I'm looking for. Arcor Stadium. Arcor Stadium. Well... I think mm. I think it'll be seismic uh, out west uh, as well. So enjoy that, mate, and we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks, Sammy. Talk to you next week. Uh, Scott Sattler, you can hear him in action on SEN League. So 7.30 Sunday night, the NRL Grand Final. We'll speak to Tim Manor too, just to get the other side of the coin uh, from an Eels point of view. But um, it'd be, if you're an AFL fan, you're not so much of an NRL fan. 1986, so 36-year drought since they have tasted the ultimate success. And that was, they went from an era where they won three in a row. Sats was just talking about that at the start of the 80s. And then another one in 86. Didn't get into another grand final until 09 and uh, still looking for that uh, first grand final since that 1986 success. So there's a lot on this for Parramatta fans. And the Eel, uh, and the, 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 the Panthers, can they um, cement that dynasty type uh, legacy? Uh, if you've got a thought on the NRL Grand Final, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text in zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Um, just the one that I got off the text. Hey Sam, you always wondered what the opening song is that you've got there. Well, that is from a band called Fountaineer, one of my best mates' bands. No longer going, but their debut album got four stars in Rolling Stone. Uh, they toured with Gang of Youths. Uh, so F O U N T A I N double E R Fountaineer. Uh, it's called Greater City, Greater Love, the album. The song is Sirens Part 1 and 2. This is one of theirs as well.
stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, stuff is helping mental health too. Find stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.